Welcome to the Monastic Retreats Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. In this podcast, we're going to look at the monastery called Monastery of Christ in the Desert. It's located about 75 miles north of Santa Fe, New Mexico. And if you're going to fly here, I recommend flying into Albuquerque, New Mexico, renting a car, and then Albuquerque is about an hour to Santa Fe. And then from Santa Fe, give yourself an hour and a half to two hours to get to the monastery. Because the Monastery of Christ in the desert is literally located way out in the wilderness. In the United States, I'm not sure if you can be more isolated than this monastery. It's probably one of the most, if not the most, isolated monastery that we can visit. And it is absolutely beautiful. So if you haven't been here, I recommend you coming. It's a little tricky getting here, so let me give you some hints. First, like I said, you drive to Santa Fe, and from Santa Fe, you take U.S. Route 84, which is a major freeway out of Santa Fe, and you just stay on 84. And then when you get to a town called, I'm going to spell it A-B-I-Q-U-I-U, Abiquiu, when you get to this town, you're going to drive about another 15 or 20 minutes. What you want to look for On your left-hand side will be a big lake. You can't miss it. It's a damn lake. Unless, of course, you're coming late at night. So then what you want to look for is a place called Ghost Ranch. And it will be on the right-hand side, again, if you're coming from Santa Fe. And then when you get to Ghost Ranch, it's not much further. What you're going to look for is Road 151. And there will be a sign for the monastery. So look for that sign. And then you turn on it, and it's a 13-mile dirt road. It kind of hugs the river. It's a beautiful drive, but it can be icy in the winter, so take your time. And um, the roads are pretty good, but I would still drive slowly because it can be slippery when it gets iced over, as it did when I was here. Now, a little bit about the monastery. It's a Benedictine monastery that was founded in 1964, so it's over 50 years old now. And as I said, it is beautiful. It's right next to the National Forest, which surrounds it. So as I said, you really, I don't think you get more isolated than this. There's a river that runs in front of it, and around it are the beautiful cliffs of New Mexico. The Red Rock Cliffs, if you haven't been to New Mexico or this area, they truly are stunning. It's somewhat deserty, so in the summer it can get over 100, and in the winter it can get below zero. Probably if weather is an issue for you, I would probably come in the spring or the fall. If you don't mind the winter, then it's a great time to come, but it's cold. And if you don't mind the heat and want to go swimming in the river, which would be great, then the summer would be a great time to come. But as I said, it can get very cold in the winter and very hot here in the summer. Now you'll need to make reservations to come here. So go to the website, monasticretreats.com. And under New Mexico, you'll see Monastery of Christ in the Desert with the website there. You can link to it. And when you go to the website, you sign up online. They have phones here, but I've never been able to reach them. So you have to sign up online, and then you they'll request a deposit from you. So make sure you give them that deposit, because your room isn't for sure reserved until they get that deposit. Now, things may have changed by the time you listen to this podcast, but this definitely isn't a high-tech monastery. Your phone won't work here, probably. It didn't when I was here. It may when you come here, but it doesn't work now. So you're going to have to leave your phone behind or realize you won't have any connection. They have a computer you can use in the main area, 
but um, your phone, as far as calling people, isn't going to work. So make sure you tell your loved ones where you're going, because while you're here, you may not be able to contact them. You can stay a night or you can stay a while. I stayed a week, so clearly they let you stay for a while. And they have a lot of single rooms, but they also have some rooms for couples. Again, they're very beautiful. I thought they were gorgeous, but they are monastic rooms, so they're more like dormitories. Which means don't expect a five-star fluffy bed to sleep in. They're fine, but they are dormitory-type beds. If you come here in the winter, the rooms have heaters, which is very nice because it gets very cold here. But in the summer, they don't have air conditioning. The rooms are adobe-type, so the walls are very thick. So it isn't that you're going to get that hot, but it is hot here, just to pre-warn you. They have two places where guests stay. One is called the guest house, which you'll see when you drive in. And then they have a ranch house, which is closer to the church and the refectory, which if you're staying here in the winter, the the ranch house can be very nice because it's much closer walk to the church services they have throughout the day. But if you like solitude and you like quiet, then perhaps a guest house. It's about a 10 minute walk from the guest house to the church. So just be aware of that. But it's a beautiful walk. Everything around here is just beautiful. But I would recommend bringing a flashlight because there aren't lights here. I mean, there's electricity in the rooms and the church and everywhere, but outside of that and all the walkways, there are not lights and it can get very dark here, of course, because there's just the night sky. So bring a flashlight, particularly if you're staying in the guest house, because like I said, it's a walk to the guest house, to the church about 10 minutes, as I said. When you get here, just pull up to one of the places that you'll be staying at, whether the guest house or the ranch house, And go to your room. You'll see a sign, and there should be a sign on your door saying which room you're in. There's not really a place to check in. You just go to your room. And then there's parking outside of the monastery grounds, so you need to move your car after you check in. The main areas that you'll be visiting while you're here are going to be, of course, your room. And then there's a church. And then there's a great gift shop here. And then there's a refectory where you eat. Now, before I go over the daily schedule, I want to talk about Sunday, because Sunday is a pretty important day here, mostly because on Sunday they have Mass. They have Mass here every day, but they have a conventional Mass at 9.15, with Eucharist, of course. And the nice thing about it is, it's followed by refreshments in the lobby for everyone, but the monks attend this refreshment time too, and they're there for a while. I mean, I think I was there for an hour and a half. And you really get to talk to them, ask them about their background, their history, how they joined. And you really get to know them. I think when you stay at monasteries, again, we're there visiting monasteries. They're there to live. So their lives are active. They're doing a lot of things. And they're not just there to hang out with us. But at this time on Sunday, they actually are there just to hang out with us. So if you're able to, try to arrive on a weekend and be here for Sunday Mass at 9.15. I think you'll really enjoy it. Now, here's the daily schedule. At 4 a.m., they have vigils, and it lasts about an hour. Now, mind you, you don't have to attend any of these things at all, and you're not going to get in trouble if you don't, but you're welcome to. So, these are just things that you can attend where the monks are singing and praying, and they're very beautiful experiences, whether you're Catholic or not. It doesn't really matter. Again, you can just attend, sit, enjoy, or participate. It's completely up to you. At 5.15, they have what's called louds. That's in the church. And it lasts about 30 minutes, and that's followed by Mass after that, which goes to about 7. And then there's breakfast in the breakfast area for the guests. And that's an area where we eat by ourselves in silence, and the monks eat somewhere else. 
At 8.45, they have a 10-minute service called Terse. And then at 9, they have a working for all guests. You don't have to work, but if you want to work, again, it's a nice way to get to know the monks because you may be working with the monks while you're here. A lot of it is cleaning duty or working in the gift shop, things like that. And it goes to about 12.40. Again, your job may not last that long, and you don't have to do it. You may want to be in your room and just read and relax. That's totally fine. There's no obligation. It's just a way to get a feel what the monastic life is like. And then at 1, they have a 10-minute service called Sext, which is followed by the main meal in the monastery refectory, which is really nice because two of the three meals here a day, you actually get to eat with the monks. And that isn't true in a lot of monasteries. A lot of monasteries have you eat by yourself with the other guests and the monks eat by themselves. But in this monastery, which I really liked, you're actually going to eat with them. It is done in silence. Actually, while you're eating, someone is reading something up at this podium, which is normal for monasteries. But it is a time to celebrate and to be with them while we're eating our meal. So I like that about this monastery. And when we eat with the monks, sometimes the monks actually serve us, and sometimes it's a buffet style. But again, like I said, it's really nice. And sometimes at the meals, they just play music. One time I was there, and they played the most majestic classical music. I thought I was in heaven. It was so beautiful. And the food, I felt, was great. You may not, but I thought it was great. Now at 3.30, they have what's called none, and it's a 10-minute service again. And then at 5.20, they have silent prayer in the church. Most of these are in the church, by the way. And then at 5.50 is, is Vespers, and that lasts about 30 minutes. And it's followed by a light meal, which again is with the monks, which is nice. And lastly, at 7.30, there's Compline, which lasts about 15 minutes and is followed by nightly silence, which is again very beautiful because it's typically very dark here. And you walk out into that beautiful night sky with no lights so you can really see the stars. As far as costs go, you'll have to check the site because every monastery varies and they change their prices too. But most monasteries, including the Monastery of Christ in the Desert, includes meals with the cost. So it really is a good deal. So I encourage all of us to go to the Monastery of Christ in the Desert. It is truly an experience of solitude and it is gorgeous. And if you are looking for other places to stay, if you go to my website, monasticretreats.com, you'll find currently over 500 monasteries listed in the United States, and that website is rapidly growing quickly. So I think you'll find others listed around the world too. And if you have any suggestions, I'd love to have them. If you don't see a monastery you like listed there, send it to me and I'll put it up. There are other podcasts there we can listen to. And also, if you don't know, I also create a happiness podcast where we explore the world together of how to live happy lives. To learn more about that, go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Until next time, be still, be at peace.